We are so glad that you guys are joining us for today's podcast. This is Julie and Emily, and we are so glad um, that you are diving in to learn more about cognitive behavioral parenting. Emily, I review. Get very us, excited. Yeah, give us a quick review of what cognitive behavioral parenting is. We're in this series. As before a, you start, oh sorry. yeah, yeah. Let me let me explain, and then I'll pass. Yeah, it good, to good, you. good. That was a pretend pass. Was, you were was, seeing if I was ready. I, I was testing you. Um, we're in this series called All the Feels as we help equip our kids to um, understand their thoughts and feelings and how their thoughts and feelings impact their behavior, their actions, their conduct. And so um, we know that everyone is better off if they understand that connection between thoughts and feelings and actions. And um, we embrace our responsibilities, do our best to set our kids up for their best. And what we call it, our own definition in Fearless Mom, cognitive behavioral parenting. Go ahead. Read the definition, Emily. Cognitive behavioral parenting is proactive strategies that help children understand their thoughts and feelings and how those thoughts and feelings affect their actions slash behavior slash conduct. We use those interchangeably. We do. And I'm crashing the party because... This idea of cognitive behavioral parenting is something I geek out about and also applies to anyone. Anyone and everyone can get better at understanding the connection between thoughts and feelings and actions. Um, and we are working on, Emily's looking at me and I can tell she's making a face because what? Emily, we are trying no, to make no, this conversational. No. You cannot talk about it every time. Well, I'm trying, but I feel like that that's what your eyes were telling me. Mom, remember no. that it is conversational. That was a lot of assuming and assigning. Well, I can get kind of teachy and especially about this because I'm, pr I feel pretty strongly about this, that this <laughs> impacts every single one of us. Only whether, in every single area. Whether we know it or not. <laughs> And um, proactive meaning we want to do it on the front end. We want to understand thoughts and feelings and the connection to behaviors. In the words of Julie Richard, it's more than just a zit cream. That's right. Proactive is more than a zit cream. It's a way of life. And it's certainly a way of parenting, intentional parenting, proactive parenting, whatever you want to call it. Um, but we um, hang our hat on the verse um, Galatians 6, 4, and 5. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own, what, Emily? Conduct slash behaviors slash actions. actions. And so we want to empower our kids um, to pay careful attention to, to be aware of, to notice their thoughts and their feelings um, and how that is connected to their actions. Why? Because we are each responsible for our own conduct slash action slash behavior. And Which is where self-control comes in. Yep. It's about responsibility, embracing that responsibility and self-control. And we'll give us that definition because it's so important. This is like my favorite Julie Richard definition ever. Um, self-control is ownership of the space between thoughts and actions between feelings and behaviors. I love it so much. It's paying careful attention to and then taking responsibility yes. for. And knowing that that space, like we work on, oh, seeing this thought or this feeling triggered my behavior and my actions and my conduct. And so I'm going to take ownership of the space between those things. My thoughts and feelings are okay and appropriate. Um but I'm still, that does not excuse right. it's an my actions, behaviors, or conduct. We teach the power of choice. You may not be able to choose your circumstance or control those around you, but you always can choose your response to 
that circumstance, that situation, or that person. And so you always have a choice. And um, when we see the connection, oh, I thought this, therefore I felt this, and that triggered this behavior, it doesn't excuse the behavior. It just explains it. Which, mom, I have a question. Yes. Um, this is like the kid who raises their hand asking a question on behalf of everyone else. Yeah. Um, are my facial expressions, thoughts, and feelings, or actions, behaviors, and conduct? Emily, your facial expression is, that would go under the category of action, behavior, or conduct. We Yikes. say you can control your actions, you can control your words, you can control your tone, your body language, and your facial expression. Self-control involves all of the above. And we never, ever would use the phrase, well, I couldn't help it, or Ugh. I can't help it. Actually, you can. God promises that he gives us what we need to obey and to be kind and to love one another. And we know that the fruit of the spirit, self-control, self-discipline is included in the, those fruit. And so no excuses, Emily. No excuses Ooh, for I'm any of I'm a deep feeler with expressive eyebrows and yeah. it is trouble. Did I make that face out loud? That's what people say. Yeah, yeah. did I make that face out loud? And um, so, yeah. We also with COVID, I like really, really lost those skills of controlling my facial expression <laughs> under a mask people yeah. yeah oh with the mask oh yeah that is serious and then also isolation i think that is actually totally. um you know part of why we encourage and people social to be media other people is to learn those social skills um so and then one of the tools we use is mindfulness and just the skill to develop of being aware of your thought and your feelings we teach a lot of emotional vocabulary you can get the uh, feelings chart at fearlessmom.com slash resources um, with the downloads. You can get the feelings chart. And on the second page or the back page of the feelings chart are a lot of activities that you can do. And it's appropriate for any age, I think. Oh, totally. And yeah. hard for any age. Hard for any age. And so you learn to recognize the feelings and you learn to name them. And we like to teach about feelings when we're not feeling those feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when you're in the emotionally middle. Charged, uh, yeah. yeah. Or when you're feeling sad, it's really hard to put... Um, words to it but if you learn it when the situation is neutral mm -hmm. um, to name that feeling and thoughts that trigger you know the feelings then um, it's much more effective um, okay Emily now we're going to dig into thoughts and feelings and Fun. the difference between the two yes help us remind us about Emily feels very passionately and I do too yeah we both do together we both do but go ahead and explain why you feel that way and um how you can yes. to that um, I touched on this in our last episode, but I, for a long time, thought I wore my heart on my sleeve, and I figured out in the last few years um, through some mindfulness, self-awareness, and development um, that I really just wear my thoughts on my sleeve. Um, I'm very loud about them, but do not make me identify my feelings. Like if I'm feeling sad, anxious, hurt, angry, upset, no. I stiff arm the feelings I stiff arm what makes me feel the feelings um but thoughts I feel more confident about because I love to think I love to analyze I love to um develop opinions so but you those are feel, not emotions so you don't feel um difficulty with vulnerability about thoughts whereas you feel difficulty with vulnerability about feelings is that what you would say I think I would yes I think I would say that Think about that for a minute. <laughs> I can see I'm like, I don't know if vulnerability, uh, if it can be counted as vulnerability, if it's easy for me. Like, I don't know. What do you think? 
I don't know. I, I think feelings, particularly we say, you know, there's no such thing as a negative feeling. All feelings are just feelings. They're neutral. Um, we don't want to attach any shame. And negative, the word negative... Implies we're doing something wrong. Implies you're doing something wrong. But I came up with the scientific definition of icky. Yes. And yeah. I say unfun. Uh, unfun. I also um, was working on some content this week, and I saw a description of unpleasant or uncomfortable. I think we can have comfortable and uncomfortable. And, and you know what? Different people have comfort with different feelings. Mm -hmm. Some people are totally okay or comfortable with feeling sad. Yeah. And other people. So I, I think that's another uh, way to discuss them with your family. But let's look at thoughts, though, before we get to the feeling is a yes. thought. And the vocabulary we want our kids to develop is that, oh, I see that you're thinking this. We want as early right. as possible. I see that that's a thought. We want to. Thoughts and feelings are real, like oh, impact each other very and are different. But I also want to teach children the difference between a statement and a fact mm. and a thought and a belief. Mm -hmm. because you, you can catch that thought early before it is rooted and becomes a belief. Right. And so we want to catch that thought and recognize it as a thought. And we want to challenge our thoughts. We want to test our thoughts and make sure they are real and true. Mm -hmm. And so a thought is something that comes into your head, may trigger a feeling, may trigger um, a feeling and straight to action. But we want to challenge our thoughts and say, is that real and true? Is it fact or fiction? Is it real and true or is right. it pretend? And then we want to say, is it possible or probable? And so we want to, our rhyme that we do is catch it, see it. So we catch that thought. Oh, I see that you're thinking this. That's a thought, an idea, a, a thought in your mind, a thought in your head. So um, catch it, see it, and then say it, weigh it. So when we say it, weigh it, we want to say it out loud to someone and weigh it against truth. That's when we challenge it. So catch it, you just look at it with curiosity. No judgment, no shame, just curiosity and compassion. I thought this, or oh, what did, what, why are you feeling that way? If they say they're feeling a certain way, see if they can articulate the thought that brought Attached them to, to that it, feeling. Yeah. Um, and then they say it and weigh it. And that's where um, we remind our kids thoughts are powerful, but not always accurate. Mm -hmm. And so we want to walk through, catch it. And if we can empower them to catch thoughts, if we can do it ourselves. Oh, that's a thought. I wonder if it is real and true. Catch it, see it, say it, weigh it against what is real and true. Mm -hmm. and we ask ourselves, is it fact or fiction? Is it possible or probable? And then put it in its place. If it's fiction... Okay, toss it out and replace it with fact. If it's possible, make a plan and put it on the shelf. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have to recognize that when we say, is it possible or probable? This is what I mean. So for instance, worry. If you have the feeling of worry, if your child is saying, I feel afraid, I feel worried. Well, what are you worried about? Tell me the thought that triggered that feeling. Tell me the thought that makes you feel that way. And then they'll say, well, uh, Emily, I will give the example that I always give when you were in college and it was raining. It was flooding in Charleston. Emily went to school in Charleston, South Carolina. And um, one time it, it was flooding and she was driving to my parents' house. And I, of course, was watching the news and I saw a sinkhole <laughs> somewhere in Carolina, in, in South Carolina. It was nowhere near the path you were taking. No or near the highways you were driving, but um, there was a sinkhole. It had just caved in and a car had fallen in it. So literally I 
obviously what, what was the mom's thought i obviously know that emily is going to be in a sinkhole and i need to call her and immediately warn her to be aware of possible sinkholes <laughs> what was that and i was very and yeah. i was fearful and i felt anxious was, and i could feel myself getting all worked up about it so it was protective parenting it was a it was protective parenting and so i needed to arm her with that information to mm -hmm. keep her safe mm -hmm. yeah and so I thought, okay, that is a thought. And is it fact or fiction? It's fact. It could happen. But is it possible or probable? Right. It was barely possible. And yet I was giving it the weight of probable. Uh-huh. And that sentence right there, is it possible or probable? If you are a worrier or your child is a worrier and you can teach them to articulate the thought or the concern in their mind that is triggering the yes. worries and walk through fact or fiction, possible or probable, we really, really can put things in perspective quickly. Mom, you talked me off the ledge a couple weeks ago with this one. <laughs> what was that about? <laughs> you opened it. Now you have to tell the story. <laughs> I, Mom? <laughs> Just so everyone knows, a parent's job is never done. No, okay, go ahead, Emily. I just need you to explain I'm the situation. I'm choosing to say it. I'm yeah, choosing yeah, to say it. Do it. Um, it's I, worthwhile because I do believe it's that good. it's a funny situation in our in our case, but it is it. Uh, many people can relate to it or find a parallel with their child or with themselves. Right. Um, I had gone on a couple of dates with a guy, um, and. A few. And we were going on a date and we were going hiking. And I, the day before, I, obviously my friends have my phone location. Like I, I'm, I'm pretty diligent. Yes. Not, um, can't eliminate risk, but due diligence, you know? Um, but I called my mom the night before <laughs> and I was like, honestly, who am I to decide this guy is probably not a serial killer? Actually, Emily, you texted me. And oh, you yeah, said, yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that I, I need to go back and take a photo of it because do we'll use you? this. Yeah. <laughs> How do I know he's not a serial killer? And I responded, you don't. You don't. That, was a, convers th that was a conversation from like months ago about, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so I'm oversharing. I said, I said, you don't. You don't know that he's not. And, um... I said, but let's walk through it. Is it fact or fiction? It is fact that he could be, but is it possible or probable? And what did we decide? Emily? And we decided that it was possible. And, oh, yeah, we were texting because in Julie Richard fashion, um, she responded, just don't elope tomorrow. And I was like, okay, cool, thanks. Right. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you're you're safe. You're going to a public place. Your friends know your location. Um, they know when you leave and when you're supposed to get back. <laughs> a parent's and, job is never done. And I said, are you eloping tomorrow? She said, no. I said, okay, I think okay, we're okay. Okay, then you can feel good about your right. decision. <laughs> so we were walking through. Anyway, that's good. Anyway, catch it, Look see it, say it, wait. Speaking of vulnerability, that was awesome. Ew. Okay, so that's when it's a thought. And it, most of the time we get to the thought from either the action or the feeling. Mm-hmm. We don't always notice our thoughts. We typically notice our thoughts after we see the feeling. We go, what thought is triggering mm. that feeling? Or what 
I, I don't always recognize I, my, th- I think we can train ourselves. I think we have a tendency to lean one way or the other. I think we can train ourselves to, and I, I'm, I believe in writing down thoughts. Yes. I believe in giving them voice and um, put, bringing them into the light because it, in my head, if, well, I'm going to be very honest. My, Are you going to be vulnerable? My mind is very active all the time and so if you can picture a hamster on a hamster wheel Mm -hmm. that is my mind and I have named my worry hamster Wilhelmina (laughs) and Wilhelmina gets on the worry wheel in my mind and just runs and runs and runs and so I have to literally say Wilhelmina off the wheel this is the thought yeah and then I have to walk through it Wilhelmina get off the worry wheel now yeah and it, I start processing every situation that could happen. Am I looking at it from every angle? Am I keeping everyone safe? And so my thoughts trigger feelings of worry right. or fear, and I go backwards. Which I think it's really easy to think like, oh, if I close my eyes so tightly and don't look at the thoughts, then I won't worry. Right. Um, when really you do have to say, Wilhelmina. We're going to work through this. Yes, let's <laughs> work through this, Wilmina. Let's look at the and thoughts feel and free. Assess. If you want to name your worry hamster on the worry wheel, Wilhelmina, I... We will not send you a no, cease and desist. I'm, I'm, I'm super happy for you to use that same name, Wilhelmina. I love um, it. But also, um, the more we fight a thought... Mm we give it more power and Wilhelmina just runs faster and faster until I say it out loud to a friend and, or I put it on paper or I surrender. I take my thoughts, you know, make them captive to Christ. And I go, Hey God, this is really worrying me. I'm going to give you this thought. Can you help me to see if Mm -hmm. there's any truth or validity to it? I picture sinking sand like in Tarzan. (laughs) (laughs) Quicksand. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, quicksand. Sinking in quicksand. Gosh, words are hard. Catch it, see it, um, say it, weigh it, put it in its place. And if you have a child who's a worrier and they have thoughts that keep them on the worry wheel, then we want to maybe set a time when we talk about those thoughts. And it's recommended that I've read several things that said early in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. maybe three o'clock, where you say, okay, we're going to write these down. We're going to put them in our box Uh and um, give them Far enough away from bedtime far enough away from bedtime because Wilhelmina gets wound up um, as soon as I close my eyes. She's like, you want to go to sleep? Nope. Take every thought captive to Christ. And so we put them on paper and we give them to him. And um, it can be as simple as a monster in a closet or as scary as I think um, my parents are going to die if they're not with me. Mm -hmm. And um, again, thoughts are powerful. We do not want to um, belittle um, our kids' thoughts Um, of fear or worries nor do we want to cater to them or accommodate them right and so we want to help them walk through it and we look at that and my response has to be non-emotional I'm going to validate their feeling and it's not going to have anything to do with my parenting I'm not going to take it personally right or if I am I'm going to deal with that in private with God and then I'm going to say you know help me understand why you feel that way and um, the mom guilt can really I, I can my emotions can take over. I want to um, respond with wisdom and not react with my emotions. Um, Philippians 4, 8 says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts, which means you have control. Sometimes you can control your thoughts on what is what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. That just like makes me involuntarily take a breath. Yes, yes. 
And um, I, we underestimate how much we can control what goes into our minds. Right. And my mom used to always say, garbage in, garbage out. Mm. Garbage in. If you listen to garbage, it will consume you. If you watch garbage, she was really talking about soap operas and TV yeah. when we were in high school. But um, but you then know. true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable in. Yeah. True, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable out. Yes. Yeah. And so we, we really, if, if you have unhealthy pattern, thought patterns, if your kids have unhealthy thought patterns, you know, uh, scripture says, you know, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, mind by changing the way you think. Yeah. And so uh, we know that we can retrain our brains. And we have to be intentional about yeah, it. Yeah. And it's different for different people. Like I uh, would say I'm very sensitive and so I like can't watch some shows that my friends can watch that make like there was one show I was watching and I real I was watching it at random times, not right before bed. And I was waking up sad about this fictional show every day. And I was like, you know what? It's not quote unquote wrong to be watching this show. It's just not me setting me up for a win. And every child is different and every person is different. I remember Emily one of your best friends in kindergarten, her mom, they could watch scary movies. Right. Um, Emily, th that was not our thing. No. I'm not even sure. A lot of things were not my I'm thing. Not, <laughs> I'm not sure how old you were when you could finally watch the Beauty and the Beast intro. Oh my gosh, right. The Disney movie, the cartoon, but the intro with the vines growing around, yes. it creeped you out immediately. And you hid behind the sofa when the stepsisters came on oh in my gosh, Cinderella. for Cinderella when and they so ripped up her dress. You spoiler were alert. very sensitive to that. And, and you know what? I got to control what movies you, you know, saw. Some what might TV call shows. that empathy, but yes. others may call it out of touch with reality. No, I think you felt everything so deeply. Your feelings, Cinderella's feelings, it hurt you. Oh, Emily, I remember you're sobbing, sobbing. You were five years old, the movie Madeline. <gasps> and uh, you just felt things deeply. Well, that I couldn't watch Annie. Couldn't. Oh, you did not like Annie. Yes. Anyone who is deceiving someone else. So just be aware if you have a kiddo like that, or if you're like that yourself, there's no shame in that. That means you're very sensitive to other people's feelings. Sensitive. To, and don't decide what's setting yourself up for a win. Don't make that decision on behalf of other people. Like, because I can't watch those certain shows doesn't mean it's wrong. That is significant. For other yes. people to watch those shows. And if my kid shouldn't watch this, this, or this, that doesn't mean other people's kids shouldn't watch that. Yeah, you you are responsible. Pay careful attention Wait a minute, to what your own your conduct. Own yeah, your own work and yeah, you're responsible for your own conduct. So that's a great um, a great uh, thing to remember. Now let's talk about feelings. When we talk about the feelings chart and naming feelings, and um, yes, thoughts typically are behind the feeling, and we want to get them to articulate that. But when we talk about feelings, catch it, see it name it, claim it. We want to put a name on that feeling. We claim responsibility, claim ownership of that feeling. So um, we look at it with curiosity and compassion, no judgment or comparison. So Emily, walk us through, catch it, see it, name it, claim it, put it in its place. Mom loves to ask me to walk through this because I am so bad at it in real life. I don't think you're bad at it. Thanks, Mom. No, I think you actually... Because you can put words to things, and you've always been able, even when you were little, you know, put words to things. So go put ahead. Put thoughts to walk things. Us, walk no, us um, catch it, see it, name it, claim it. Um, the thing about 
catch it and see it. Again, we keep talking about without judgment, which takes practice. Yes. Like I even start judging myself for judging my feelings and it just becomes this vicious, unproductive cycle. And so it's like, okay, I can make progress in this area. Um, but if I look at a feeling of sadness mm -hmm. um, or anger or anxiousness or hurt, um, I tend to get straight into problem solving mode be like, how do I make myself stop feeling this yes. instead of, oh, I'm feeling this way hear the th see it see it is a step it's not just catch it name it right catch it see it if look you can at picture it. putting it on the table yeah Put, putting it out and let's all look at it with curiosity and that means arms not crossed yeah um it's not <laughs> hugging the feeling either it's just the feeling existing i'm pretty sure it was david thomas that i heard the first time say you know we want feelings. Our feelings are there. Feelings are neutral. Any feelings okay to feel. I heard David Thomas say, um, feelings are like teenagers in that you want them in the car with you. Yeah. You don't put them in the trunk and ignore them. Right. Nor do you want them in the driver's seat yet. That's We're talking so about like good. a 13 year old. Yes. yes. So you don't want them in a the twin. driver's seat yet. You want them strapped in safely in the back seat. Yes. And they have, they make a contribution. But yes. they don't run the ship show. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say ship just to over clarify right there. <laughs> so you're right. Um show was hard for me. But I, I think kids can learn very early. They can learn mm -hmm. um the to name the feelings early. Emily, I this Oh my gosh, I, the feelings chart is I, I just I know I look at it regularly. Like and you wanna look at it and talk about it when they aren't feeling things. Now but so that when they are also when you're not feeling yeah things. so that when they are they can put a name on it this is a great activity it's also teaching empathy did anybody at school did you see right. anyone to identify it in other people blank today if you yeah. see your child struggling with a certain feeling to get them to see it in other people it's a great way to um instill consideration of others without in addition to share Yes. Like, I, I and don't run into people. It's also like, hey, how are the people around you feeling today? And um, I just can't say enough about emotional vocabulary and then reading books that talk about feelings. Books by Ke Kevin Hinkies. Um, oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. Eric Carle, Cynthia Ryland. Um, obviously, we love the Inside Out animated film that talks about uh, the feelings characters. It gives them names. Um, and I, I think any book that talks about feelings is valuable and the totally. feelings chart you can use them at dinner at breakfast um because again learning developing that fluency yeah is so critical um I think something I can't name or identify can inherently feel so overwhelming whereas if I'm able to identify it and link it to other times I've felt this way or link it to link my behavior patterns to like, oh, this is what I do every time I feel this way, whatever. I start to feel like I can take ownership of those things way more easily than if it's this massive abstract concept. And we're going to dive in in the next three episodes to specific feelings, anger, fear, and sadness. And Woo. so noticing things that trigger that and then noticing how you typically respond like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, it's, it's self-awareness and it is developed through, um, 
mindfulness, being right. mindful of your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. And then it is living in community. So, oh my gosh, yes. Self awareness, three things that are necessary honesty, humility, and community. And we talk about this as a family. We talk about this together. My children help me become more aware of my own thoughts and feelings and behaviors. <laughs> and then, you know, as a family, we encourage one another. But when it comes to feelings, um, worry is a big one and oh fear, gosh, yes. you know, and, and um, feeling anxious. And I want to uh, read this verse because I, I think. And Emily, you're going to, this is going to take us down a road that is probably going to be a whole nother series, but um, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, peace with which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. It's God's peace that will guard our hearts and minds. And wow. we have to take our thoughts, you know, captive to Christ and give them over to him. Put light on them. You know, shame is like mold that grows in the dark. So the more we write them down, say them out loud to someone, weigh them against truth with a friend. I have a say it, weigh it friend. Lisa Hughes, mm -hmm. I say almost everything to her. Ashley Horn, she's a say it, weigh it friend of mine. Um, the, the people that I'll say, this is what I'm thinking. Is this accurate? Uh, and or she'll call me, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Is this accurate? And we go back and forth. But um, same with feelings. But we want to um, don't worry about anything. Emily, what's the next word? Instead. Instead, pray about everything. When we tell our kids, don't think this, don't feel that, whatever. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. Don't. We want to see the worry. We, I, I feel worried. Right. I think that this could happen. Well, I also, feel like, don't think about a pink elephant. What are you thinking about? A pink elephant. Right. But instead... Think about a white bear. Now I'm seeing a white bear. So God and his genius, so often in scripture, when he tells us not to do something, he gives us the um, what he, we should do instead. So if your child is worrying, if your child is fearful, if your child has a thought that runs like Wilhelmina on the worry wheel, um, we want to give him or her some tools say you know what catch it see it name it claim it put it in its place every night we're gonna pray about that we're gonna write this worry down mm -hmm. put it in the worry box and give it to God and we're gonna pray about it tell him what we need and thank him for all he's done gratitude is amazing what it does to our physiology and it also can um help us retrain our brain and be thankful that God is in control. And guess what? We cannot say to our children, nothing bad will ever happen. Right. Don't worry. Mommy and daddy will never die. Don't worry. That will never happen to you. But what we can say is, you know what? It's not very probable. It mm -hmm. is possible though. But guess what? Even if something bad does happen, God is still in control. Wow. Yeah. God is still in control. So I also love when, what is my dad says, science is catching up to scripture yes. because it says, tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which will guard your hearts and minds. I think we try to white knuckle guarding our hearts and minds when really what we're supposed to control is praying about everything and giving thanks. And then God guards our hearts God and minds with That's his great. peace. Yeah, absolutely. As we go through... Um, our next sessions, we'll talk about thoughts and how they are um, powerful, but not always accurate and feelings mm -hmm. and how they are real, but not always reliable. Right. Thoughts are powerful, but not always accurate. Feelings are real, but not always reliable. And um, a feeling is a state and not a trait. Right. 
Right. Oh my gosh. Yes. I feel sad right now, but I won't feel sad forever. I feel that angry right so now, but important. I won't feel angry forever. I read somewhere um, that anxious is a feeling, not, oh, what was the word? Anxious is a feeling, not a pathology. Interesting. Yes. Isn't that interesting? I yeah. just, it reminded me of a feeling is a state, not a trait. Um, and then a great book, another resource for you guys who want to dig in a little bit more, Are My Kids on Track by Sissy Goff and David Thomas from Raising Boys and Girls. I believe Melissa Trevathan also um, participated in that book, but it talks about emotional stage, you know, emotional development of kids. I can't say, I can't recommend that one enough. I think every person on the planet who works with kids should read Are My Kids on Track, as well as the book Scene. Um, if you have teens or preteens, the book Seen by Chinway Williams um, is significant. And we're going to dive into how to respond to your kids' big feelings in the next three episodes. But we want to leave you with some encouragement. Yes, you know what? You are exactly the right mom. It's true. For your kids. And maybe you're listening to this or maybe you were like me and you did all this you're listening and you're thinking, oh man, my kids are young adults. My kids are teenagers or I totally miss this. Listen, every time I study a topic, every time I revisit this topic, I read something that leads me to feel like I did everything wrong. Mm. I was not aware of this. We didn't have a feelings chart. I wasn't even aware of my own feelings. Um, I've definitely, if I had it to do over again, I would redo it. I would do it so differently, but guess what? I can't. And what do I know to be true? That God causes all things to work together for the good of those who believe him and are called according to his purposes. So if I believe that he will use all things for his glory and my good, for his glory and my kids' good, then even my mistakes can be used. Um, and I know that God redeems. He's a God who restores and redeems. And he's going to use my experience and my stories Things I did wrong, things I did right to help others. And, and that's my prayer that you feel that today. If you, that you feel equipped, like, okay, I've got this one tool I know I can do. I know I can implement this. Um, and maybe if you have um, done it, or maybe, what do we say, a parenting miss? Yeah. Or a parenting mishap, maybe not a mistake, but maybe you just weren't just aware. Miss. Then you just know that God's going to fill in the gaps. He always does. Not if, but when we fall short. He's a good God and he calls us to it and he will equip us for it. Emily, you want to pray us out? Sure. And wait, next week. Oh, I know what next week's episode <laughs> I'm is. I'm so excited. <laughs> Anger. <Woo. laughs> Fire up, buttercup. So okay. fun. You should have seen me driving here today. Oh, oh, anger in the car. Maybe that needs to be its own episode. It might need to be. Anyway, um, thank you guys for letting me tag along. Um, I... Yeah, love this community so much. And I think to know that each and every day I say, God, I'm giving it my all and you are filling in the gaps. Um, I know that those parenting misses that my mom may feel she had, um, she was working with God and still is. And so I benefit from that. So thank you. Um, but I'm going to pray us out and let's have a great week. God, we just thank you um, for your design that we don't do life alone, um, that we get to partner with you, that we get to partner with each other, um, and that we do not have to have it all figured out, but you have called each and every one of us for such a time as this. Um, I pray that you give us comfort and peace as we 
acknowledge our feelings, acknowledge our thoughts um, without judgment um, and give us that comfort as we develop this skill. Um, and as we work to develop this skill with our kids, we thank you for um, the tools you provide through scripture and the encouragement you provide through community. We love you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're so glad you joined us today. You can get more resources and information at fearlessmom.com.